You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, pet lovers. This is Michelle Fern, host of Best Bets for Pets on Pet Life Radio. Okay, if I could make firework noises, they would probably sound like pa-pa, pa-pa. Now, maybe not like that. But, you know, they sound like loud bangs. And, well, they're not the best thing for the fur babies. And you probably know that. But we're going to hear a lot more about um, some safety tips and some other great things that kind of kind of around the 4th of July. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All day play and overnight camp. Daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. They called it elephant skin. It was rough, wrinkly, like a Brillo pad. His hair was falling out in clumps. Petey stopped eating and all his hair fell out. Our golden retriever, Sundance, he scratched incessantly. There was hair all over. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Within two weeks, the shedding slowed down to almost none. The scratching went away after a few days and... Sundance's coat was starting to get shiny and glossy. It's a 180 turnaround. His skin has cleared up. He is not in pain. If your dog has shedding, dry skin, excessive scratching due to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Kim Gabaline. She is the Senior Marketing Director at Bill Jack. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Michelle. Before we get into Fourth of July stuff, because I know you have some very good information on Fourth of July for us, Tell us a little bit who people might listening might have purchased things by Bell Jack, have heard, may have heard the name, but what is Bell Jack? What is the company, Bell Jack? Yeah, Bell Jack is a family-owned dog food company. We make dog food and treats, and that's really our only focus is dog food and treats, and we've been around for almost 70 years now, so we make some really great high-quality dog food that hopefully uh, helps keep your dog healthy and happy. And there's something else Bill Jack always does that just kind of sets him apart from just most other dog treat companies. So what is that? You know, one of the um, you know one of the treats that we make is called America's Vet Dog Treat, and there are some really great, delicious chicken treats. 
that dogs love. But what's great about it is, is it also helps the American Vet Dog Group. And the organization is a nonprofit organization that helps uh, the needs of disabled veterans by providing assistance dogs to them. So um, they do a lot of different kinds of dogs. They help with a lot of different kinds of dogs, like guide dogs for those who are blind or even hearing dogs for those who have lost their hearing due to combat or later in life. They have a lot of service dogs that might help people if they have, like, an amputation, for example. So, you know, we were real excited to get involved with them a little over six years ago because our founders, Bill and Jack Kelly, uh, they both were in World War II. And so uh, this is kind of an organization that's near and dear to our hearts. So it's, it's one of our special treats. And I've had Bill Jack with just talking about America's Vet Dog Treats has been on um, Best Bets for Pets for those of you that have listened for a while. And I was also fortunate enough to have Joe Worley, who is a vet that did benefit from the a guide dog. And with some, I think he worked with America's Vet Dog for a little while. I don't know if he still does, but it was a great interview. You see these working dogs and you just go, oh my gosh, they're amazing. But you don't realize how much, how expensive it is to train the dogs and how much goes into it. Yeah, it's really great. And Joe, Joe and, his, and his dog, Benjamin, he's really great to work with because, you know, it, he, he can really talk about how, how it really helps them get his life back because so many veterans, you know, may have lost mobility or, you know, um, may be very unstable or unsteady in terms of getting around. And so having a, a guide dog or an assistance dog with them can really be a, a big thing. You know, some of them even, for example, might have seizures. And so some of the dogs are actually trained to help them safely, you know, get to someplace safe, either to the ground or to a chair, so that they can, um, if they are having a seizure, that they can be safe while they're doing it. So it, it really does help, you know, these veterans get their lives back in terms of being more involved with the things they used to do when maybe they, they can't do all the things that they used to the same way. Yeah, working dogs are amazing. And just to give a little shout out, Marcy Davis is one of our hosts, and she actually hosts a show called Working Like Dogs. And it's very interesting, the the different things that working dogs go through, how people go through to get them. And she um, has a guide dog because um, she's in a chair. And she's had a lot of interesting experiences. But let's get back to Bill Jack. Now, they do a lot for America's Vet Dogs. And whenever I see the treats, I buy them because I know that, one, that will make my dogs happy because they love them. Test crew <laughs> loves them. And it gives back. So what's better than that, right? Yes, definitely a win-win for everybody, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we talked a little bit in the beginning about July 4th, and you had some tips for everyone listening. Most people know out there that Mr. Dennis, he doesn't think, really care about July 4th. I don't think it irks him as much as it does the canines. Is there a difference between dogs and cats in July 4th, or and, and why does it make them so nervous? You know, I think it's just the noise. You know, their, their hearing is just so much more sensitive than ours. And so I think, and a lot of times dogs are outside probably more than cats typically. So, you know, because of that, I think that that, that can be those loud, those large, loud, quick noises that go on for a little bit, you know, can be a little bit overwhelming for some of them. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but July 4th is actually one of the days, like the highest days of the year for dogs to kind of run away and get lost because they hear those loud noises and they're scared and they might jump a fence or get out of the yard or get out of the door, you know, maybe when you're having people over. So it's real important to kind of pay attention to this holiday and, and think about whether or not, you you know, you want to have your dog inside or outside, for example, when, when there might be fireworks around. 
Yeah, I would think unless it's not possible, definitely keep your dog inside for July 4th because if the dog is nervous, they... My test crew, okay, when they get nervous, one of them who thinks he's a tough guy, but when it starts to thunder or he Uh hears any loud noises, he starts shaking and he wants to bury himself. Usually he tries to, he tries to, but we fix this, bury himself under some of the wire equipment that we have in the studio, which is not a good idea for for Mr. Nicky or for us, but he just wants to hide. And I wonder if that's what happens to dogs when they're outside. They hear this loud noise. They might be on a rope or a chain or maybe just in a gated area. And, you know, they might think, well, they can't, you know, run under this. But I've, I've heard stories of dogs just digging deep and getting through a gate or jumping over, just doing crazy feats because they want to hide and escape. They don't realize yeah. it's up in the air. It could be right. It feels maybe it sounds like it's near them. Yeah. Well, I would you know, recommend to people, don't take your dog to the fireworks display. Right? If you want to go enjoy them, go enjoy them. You know, maybe leave your dog at home. You know, if, if you have a house that's maybe near the fireworks, you know, maybe consider uh, seeing if your dog wants to go and visit maybe a friend who's not near the fireworks. So maybe then it won't be so loud where they are, you know, because you, you, most people start to get to know their dogs right after that first time that they're exposed to something. And so if you know your dog is really, you know, kind of a little anxious when they hear those noises, then, you know, it's really great to be able to make sure you can kind of get them out of the situation or not even start it to begin with. You know, some other things to think about are, you know, things like give them plenty of exercise the day of, of 4th of July. So, you know, get out there and walk them, you know, go out there and play some fetch. And then, you know, um, then maybe your dog will be a little bit more tired, a little more relaxed so that when fireworks are around, you know, that maybe it won't be quite as, as stressful. I also always recommend to people that, you know, take your dog out before the fireworks start. So get that last outside done so that you don't have to take them out during the particular fireworks display that might be going on as soon as it gets dark. So, you know, it's always good to try to keep them away from all that and kind of give them a nice safe place, you know, to, to be, you know, whether that's their crate or their bed or your room, you know, uh, maybe, you know, something, uh, maybe a piece of clothing with your scent on it. Um, sometimes that can be very comforting in case they get a little bit more uh, stressed out about the fireworks. Now, what do you advise? We didn't really talk about this before, but what if your dog is is at the fireworks? I mean, can the noise affect their ears at all? It's loud, but it's not like right next to them, so it wouldn't. The noise itself wouldn't do any damage, right? Yeah, I haven't heard that. You know, I, I could I could imagine like if you're doing something in your backyard, you know, that would probably be a higher risk than if you go to maybe a bigger display when you're not as close to those things. But you know, obviously, you don't want to be doing any kind of fireworks near their ears. You know, sometimes you have those little firecrackers at your house. You don't want to be doing that right next to them because that will really, you know, not just hurt their hearing but really scare them. You know, if they're not expecting that. Yeah, I've, it, it always seems like there's always a couple firecrackers go off in a neighborhood before the 4th of July and, you know, I have one of the test crowd or have both of them and firecracker goes off and, and he's just, he's like, all right, I'm done. I'm going in. Forget yep. it. Yep. If I didn't do my business, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going in because they, yeah. they just there. It just petrifies them, and and I can imagine if this if their hearing is so sensitive, I guess it would be like something exploding in our heads almost. It's so, such a loud, loud sound. Yeah, well, and, you know, sometimes when they're in the house, you know, you can turn on the TV or the radio and you know distract that noise a little bit, right? So it's not just the noise of the fireworks outside. 
But, you know, again, you, you just have to, as you get to know your dog, you're going to want to know, hey, if he is concerned about those kinds of things, he or she, you're going to want to maybe turn the radio on or turn the TV on and, like I said, give them a comfortable place where they can they can kind of be. You know, sometimes you can also get some of those canine wraps that, you know, that they use for, like, thunder and those, and those kinds of things. Some of those wraps can actually be very calming and comforting to a dog who might be a little bit more stressed when there's uh, fireworks around. But, you know, the best thing you can do is just try to keep them away, especially if you know that they're very sensitive to that. Now, what does someone do if they have a guide dog and want to go to the fireworks? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I would I would probably guess that they probably, you know, either would leave their guide dog at home. You know, you know, some of them need their guide dog on a regular basis, but it really just depends. You know, that maybe that that's one thing where they're maybe out with some other people and they don't necessarily need their guide dog with them, but they can actually go enjoy the fireworks and then, you know, go back to their guide dog after the fireworks. Because, I mean, there's not a lot of things that are very distracting to guide dogs. You know, it's 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 usually humans yeah. that are the most distracting, and it's usually human adults, not human children, that are more distracting <laughs> because the human adults should know better. You don't pet a guide dog. Um, yeah. Yeah. Joe and I, Joe and I had an interesting talk about that. He said, you know, I don't mind the children because they don't know better, but then the parent will go, you're not supposed to pet the guide dog and they'll reach over to pet the guide dog, you know, but I can definitely see that something so distracting as a firework could just take the guide dog out of the working mode and just, just be a major distraction. Yeah. And you, and some of the fireworks can also be probably stressful to some of the veterans as well. Right, depending on what they've been through from a combat perspective. So, you know, it, it could be that they might get the, you know, the whole thing uh, overall. It really just depends on the, on the person and the dog. And then you hit on something that seems like just common sense, but every year I see this. You know, there's a lot of people that have the little cute dogs, little cute teacups. Nikki's kind of one. He's a little bigger. He's like 13 pounds. And they want to take their little babies with them everywhere in the little purse and or, or in the strollers and everything. And that's fine, but not to mm-hmm. the fireworks, people. Leave them yeah. home. Yeah, definitely. No, I have a little 10-pound Pashan for Zay myself, so I have a little white fluffy dog. And uh, and he, um, you know, if you do take them, that's fine. And you can keep them in your purse or, or, you know, however you want to carry them, you know, maybe in a basket or whatever. But you really should make sure that they're on a leash. And, and again, you don't want to bring them if you think that they're going to be sensitive to the noise. Because that, that's really the big thing. If you know that they're sensitive, then, you know, it's important to kind of pay attention to that and, and be able to keep them out of out of getting stressed out about that. And it's funny, the dogs that are more nervous about with fireworks than others, because I just think if I don't have to take a dog to a fire, to the fireworks, then I will not. Not just for, you know, me to have my dog with me, but just no. I mean, sometimes you're camping and you're, you're with, they're with you and you can't help it. But uh, for the most part, a lot of people just, let's take the dog. Why not make it a fun time? But for them, it's not fun. But why are, is it just personality why some dogs are more distracted than others over fireworks? Yeah, you know, I think it, I think it can be. You know, some dogs are not as startled by loud noises. And, you know, some of them are, are, you know, just more prone to just being a little bit more calm. And so it really does, does depend on the dog. And, you know, so many times, you know, if you've seen them be startled by things like that before, you probably can predict, right, how they're going to be. So, like I said, if you know they're sensitive, then you know, you don't want to take them. But if you know that they're fine, you know, it's fine to take them, but then you also want to make sure that you've got them on a leash and that, you know, you're kind of paying attention to how they're doing as the night goes on. 
Exactly. Make sure they're on a leash. Make sure they have a collar on them with proper identification or make sure they're chipped or there's um, other markings so that people can identify your dog if the dog is brought to the shelter. Sometimes not everybody does that. Do you know anything about how cats are affected with fireworks? No, I don't offhand. You know, I, I don't know how most of them would be. And, you know, it depends on, again, probably how close they are to them, but, um, but I'm not sure. Well, we have a, Mr. Dennis who's, I think he's a dog in a cat's body, and he could care less. <laughs> <laughs> the other dogs freak out. He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm going to take a nap now, which he does a lot. That's his thing. It's like his job, you know, his naps and, and trying out the various, you know, cat-related best bets for pets products and such. He has a good time with that, but they don't bother him. He's good with fireworks, though, right? <laughs> he hears the noise, he cares less. He just, yeah, it doesn't bother him. He, there's not a lot that bothers him. He's just, you know, he's the, he's the epitome of the cool cat, you know? That's him. Now, where can everybody listening find out where Bill Jack treats um, for America's Vet Dogs are sold so that they can support America's Vet Dogs? Yeah, to find out a little bit more about America's Vet Dogs and the treats that we sell to help support them, you can go to VetDogs, V-E-T-D-O-G-S dot com. And you can, um, there's actually a store located there. Um, you know, they, we sell them at Petco. Uh, they're also sold at a lot of Walmart stores, um, but there's at a lot of other pet stores, too. So if you go out to the store locator, you can find that there. And then you can also go to our web- website at uh, BillJack.com, so B-I-L-J-A-C.com, and you can find out some more information about BillJack and all the food and treats that we carry as well. And there's a store locator on our website, too. Wishing everybody a safe and happy 4th of July. Thanks. Wishing the same to you and your little fur baby. I'd like to thank Kim from Bill Jack for coming on Best Vets for Pets and telling us about America's Vet Dogs and the good they do for all of the vets and also all of her great information on safety tips for dogs for July 4th. Keep your dogs safe and keep them on a leash, everyone. I don't want any emails about my dog escape because it just gets me in the heart. Oh, I hate the idea of, of hearing that someone's dog escaped for July 4th so or for any time. But just know that dogs are generally a little more skittish with the fireworks. Most people know that. If you're a new dog owner, you might not know. But j- just keep it in mind and be extra sensitive to your fur loved ones. Thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound great. And for Dennis and Mr. Z and Nikki for not being too scared of fireworks. At least, not that I notice, but we do keep them indoors and keep them as far away from fireworks as we possibly can. And thanks to my audience. Thanks to everyone for sending emails and comments. I appreciate it. It's Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. Keep listening. We have a lot of great products coming up for you to hear about. And thank you so much for listening. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.